In this episode of Chatter Up, I talk with former Major League Baseball player Josh Colmenter, who spent a majority of his career pitching for the Arizona Diamondbacks. He spent seven years in the league and played in the Australian Baseball League the past two years. He's now moving on from playing and pursuing a career in media, among other things like a traveling bar, which of course I had to ask him about right away. So here's my conversation with Josh Colmenter. I talked with you before about your plan to maybe get a trailer, turn it into a bar on the go. So where are we at with that? Is that still is that still a plan for you? I think it would be cool, yeah. I'd love to do something still in baseball, stay connected to that somehow. I've got to do a little bit of broadcasting work, which I really like. Um, but yeah, being a mobile bartender, that could be a lot of fun. Um, just got to go through all the permits, and then if the country ever gets opened back up, I think that would be something fun because no one would have to sit in there. They could just get their drinks on and go. You got to impress people. Like, what are your top three drinks you're making? Yeah, so I make a really good old-fashioned that's pretty easy to make, but um, most of mine are whiskey-based, so I really like making the Vucare, which is like out of – it's a drink out of New Orleans, but it's rye whiskey, Benedictine, cognac, uh, vermouth, and then some bitters, but I really like that. That's been a, my house drink, I guess. Um, and then I just like mixing and matching a lot of different flavors just to see what you can come up with. There you go. Uh, you mentioned, you know, doing a little bit of broadcast stuff. Was it as easy as you anticipated it being? What was that transition like for you? Yeah, calling the game was pretty easy. The biggest thing, I think, was just having a partner. I think doing it by yourself, you could just keep talking and not have to worry about breaks. But going back and forth and then being the color guy, you just try to read the pauses and interject things that you can in that. Uh, but just following and calling the game um, was pretty easy. It's something you've watched all the time, and then just putting it to words, it comes naturally for me. I know some guys struggle with that, but um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I just think it would be fun to do something where you were completely in charge and you could just take it in any direction you wanted. You talk about taking things in any direction you want. I mean, the times I've interviewed you in the past for stories, I mean, you can really, with your responses, you could take those any direction you want. You're... One of the athletes who's given more unique answers to things. So looking back on maybe some interviews you've done, what are some that stand out to you where you said something like completely off the wall that like threw off a reporter or something like that? Yeah, I know. Remember Chris Sale when he was with the White Sox? One of their guys was giving him a big word to use in every post-game interview. But you would always just take reporters aback if you used, you know, a three or four syllable word, just something out of the um, ordinary because they're just used to just simple button-down answers, you know, guys being a little nervous, talking about um, what they did on the on the field that night. But, um, yeah, just throw – I remember one time I was talking to a guy, and um, I can't remember why we were talking about bands or something, and I was talking about the band Tool, and um, Fibonacci sequence came up because they use a lot of that in some of their music. And he was like, wait, did you just really say that? I was like, yeah, I'm not just a baseball player. So you could catch guys – mostly off guard when you would say something outside of sports because I think they think everyone's just either so baseball focused or that was their life for so long that sometimes you forget that they have you know hobbies or <clears throat> passions or things outside of the game. Looking at moving on from playing baseball obviously you said you still want to be a part of it. Is that tough to do? I mean obviously you've been a baseball player your entire life so losing that identity is that something that has kind of hit you yet? Definitely. The first year I was just throwing for some teams in spring training, hoping to get an invite. And then as the season kind of progressed and got to opening day, and um, it was weird watching it. And a lot of times I wouldn't even watch the game because I felt like I could still be out there. And so I guess like anything, you just get used to it and it kind of dulls. So getting a chance to play overseas was a lot of fun. 
but there's still nothing that compares to being in an organization and you know working to try to get or stay at the major league level. So I can watch it now and appreciate what some of the guys are doing, but um, still think that you know I could go out there and do what I do and have some success. So it's so dulled with time, but yeah, at first it, it definitely hits you. Yeah, I've seen interviews with guys of, you know, all sports talking about trying to get over, you know, not having that sport in their life anymore. I mean, some guys, they get super depressed about it and stuff. Um, have you, I mean, have you talked with any former teammates who have gone through anything like that? Or A few of them, yeah. There's some guys that, you know, had something to transition to, whether they got right into coaching or something like that. But a lot of them, you know, tried to stay in baseball, whether they got into working for, you know, a baseball academy or summer program doing lessons or um you know in coaching either in high school or college or um even in like the minor leagues so a lot of guys i think try to continue in baseball for one it's something they know but i think it's just a natural transition um and then there's some guys that you know just go on to be a stay-at-home dad and you know raise their family maybe work on their golf game but the common thing it seems everyone wants to have something to do they don't want to just you know sit and you know soak up retirement they're still driven to do something whether that's you know getting into some type of a business proposition or coaching or just something like that that uh, takes up their time that makes sense um we got to talk about the tomahawk nickname so yeah. so how did this come about did you actually throw tomahawks in the woods when you were a kid? it's loosely based on some truth my brothers and i did have a little hatchet tomahawk growing up you know in rural michigan we would use it to try to chop down trees to make a fort or obviously throw it and try to get it to stick into something so there was a little bit of truth to that but it wasn't like i was throwing them at a competitive level and that shaped how i threw but we were in double a and just joking about you know my throwing motion and all that and that i just came up with it's like throwing a, uh, an axe or something and so the following year i'm in big league camp and they're doing just to get to know the player article and uh so that was one of the things that had come up. I told him that, you know, I learned how to throw because that's the first question a lot of people ask such a weird throwing motion. So I told them the tomahawk story and they kind of ran with it. And then um, next thing you know, it's, you know, on ESPN before one of the games, that was one of the bullet points, learned how to throw throwing tomahawks. And um, so it's a fun story. And then uh, even more fun that it wasn't, you know, 100% real. If you went to, like, an axe-throwing place, like, do you think you'd actually be, because of your delivery, like, do you think it translates well? Are you good at something like that? Well, it's easy for me because uh, that's all you want to do is get the thing to spin um, in a straight line. So that's what you do is just throw it over the top. But I think most guys can transition to that because it's a short throw. But we actually, I took a bunch of the guys out to the Phoenix or the Arizona Renaissance Festival as, like, a kind of hazing thing during spring training and that's one of the things we did was an axe throw um so there's a little bit of that documented on video and then now that those bars are popping up all over um it's fun to go down there and mess around in the bullpen i think you were one of the guys if there were any like bullpen antics going on you know you were right there front and center so what are maybe some of the weirdest <coughs> pranks you've pulled off or random things you've done in the bullpen yeah i mean the bullpen is fun because it's like your own little tribe you're separate from you know, everybody during the game and you're just hanging out down there. So there's a lot of time to pass, especially if the starter's having a good game and there's nothing to worry about. Um, but yeah, a few things, Andrew Chaffin and I usually seem to uh, get in an, um, a fair amount of uh, shenanigans. So we built a slingshot in Colorado because you're out there in like the bullpen with the trees and everything. So we were chipping off little shards of rock to um, 
launch into the trees behind center field. We built a, like a tarp fort, basically, in Dodger Stadium. It was super hot one day, so we asked the grounds crew for some zip ties, and we took the bullpen tarp and uh, put it into a little shade area. And people actually came down and said, hold on, we have to make sure this is cleared with MLB. And they're like, all right, you guys can do it. So we had it up for like four innings until guys had to start warming up. But you're always just trying to come up with ways to pass the time. So with the slingshot, did you guys like hit fans? <laughs> no, we didn't We didn't do anything to fans. We figured uh, we wouldn't want to get in trouble that way. But they did it because sometimes in the game, too, the camera crews are looking for something. It could be a boring game or a blowout or something. Um, so after the fact, I think there was a little clip that they had because they saw us out there doing something. And sure enough, we were just building, a, a, you know, your run-of-the-mill slingshot. You know, look at what uh, what Major League Baseball wants to do right now with, you know, splitting things up into East, Central, West. How real do you think that possibility is? Do you think a lot of guys are going to buy into doing that? In terms of, like, regional rivalries, I think it would be really cool, especially to have, you know, the teams that are in the same cities playing against each other a bunch. Um, obviously they get to play one another like three games a year or maybe six um, in interleague but you know White Sox Cubs rivalries Yankees Mets rivalries um, things like that and obviously most of your rivalries are built regionally it's not like uh, you're going to have a team on the west coast really have a rivalry with a team on the east I mean I guess the Celtics Lakers had that at one point but um, it would be kind of really cool to see and I think some of the guys would like it just for cutting down on travel um, that's one of the things they've really been concerned about is like making sure guys have enough time to rest between travel. And if you're not going from one side to the next, but I still think teams would, or especially fans, I think players too would want to play everybody. You don't want to just play the same teams over and over. So I think there would still need to be some cross division play, but, um, it's kind of a cool idea just to break it up and it'll be interesting to see what happens in all sports, just ideas that are coming out of this quarantine. Thanks to Josh for talking with me again. That last question about how the 2020 season would be played is the three division option. One of many options we've seen so far and this one would include three divisions of 10 teams and each division would be created based on where teams are geographically in order to keep travel at a minimum because of all of the coronavirus concerns. Now, when we could see the return of baseball, it's still not certain, but it was reported today by Jeff Passan that Major League Baseball is preparing for a second spring training that would start in mid-June with the season kicking off in early July. And within the next week, the league will be submitting a return to play proposals to the players union. So it looks like we could soon have a start date figured out and we've seen some overseas baseball leagues resuming play like the Korean Baseball League. So things are starting to look a little bit more positive. Now that's it for this episode of Chatter Up. I'll have more awesome guests coming up soon, so stay tuned.